Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, negative inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance, I left my executive role to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of Live Media, I am thrilled to create wellness-based content and technologies to help you level up and become more conscious of your ripple. The Live app launches Christmas Day and you are going to love it. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a beautiful place for us to share our gold, our dreams, and to create community. Gold is a Live Media production brought to you from the sound studio at The Space LV. If you've been listening for a bit, you know that the Live app drops on Christmas Day. Well, we have something special in store to celebrate it, and we want you involved. A 12 days of Christmas giveaway. These are brands we believe in, including Zappos, Lululemon, and the grand prize, two $500 cash gifts for you to invest in leveling up, whether that's paying down a credit card bill or investing in yourself. Follow me at ms.jeanetteschneider and the live movement at loveisviral.media on Instagram to follow the giveaway announcements. Happy holidays. Sean Higby is one of the smartest men I know. This is not a compliment I throw around lightly, so I am thrilled to introduce you to a man that I am incapable of having a short conversation with to save my life. Sean is the developer behind Live, an equal parts nerd and emotional intelligence. Today he shares with us his desire to create humane technology and his own why. Sean Higby is the founder of the Trifect Agency and the developer of the Live app. Prior to these illustrious roles, Sean served as technology lead for Disney and Pixar projects, creating dozens of online games and websites for Disney and Pixar films, TV shows, and franchises, including Mickey Mouse, Winnie the Pooh, Muppets, Pirates of the Caribbean, WALL-E, Up, and countless others. While at Disney, Sean was in charge of the technology for the most successful movie website in the history of the Disney company. Sean's work has received two Game Connection Awards for Best Digital Campaign and Best Overall Campaign, a W3 Award for Best in Show, three Webby Award nominations, one Webby Award for Best Movie Website, two Pixel Awards for Best Movie Website, and an FWA Favorite Website Award. Sean speaks around the world and was named as one of Fast Company's world's most productive people, alongside heavyweights Mark Zuckerberg, Guy Kawasaki, and Richard Branson. Sean and I dig into his desire to create and his vision for a more technologically humane world. Let's dig in. I am so excited to have with me today on Gold in person, Sean Higby. Hi, Sean. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. Thank you. Thanks for having me in San Diego. Absolutely. Thanks for being um, together again. Every time we're together, it's just eye-opening and amazing, and I can't get enough. I love it. I love it. So Sean works with the studio in San Diego. That is pretty amazing, and I'm sitting here. I can hear myself. It's very fancy. So podcast gold over here. So thanks for having me. You and I met in kind of a really interesting and, and strange way. I kind of manifested you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was I had left corporate America and I had decided that I needed to create a, a platform, but I didn't know what it was going to be. And I was playing around with a bunch of different you know options. I was looking at Kajabi and Teachable and YouTube and Facebook and is this a retreat and what is this because I have all these words I need to say and all of these things that I want to do to bring people together to kind of curate an experience. And um, somewhere in between me researching and deciding it was supposed to be an app, I got an email from your crew Mm -hmm. about something completely different. Mm -hmm. And we met and I told you what my big dream was going to be, but I wanted to create an app. And you're like, I don't think that's a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, 
it came from a place of the world doesn't need another app. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big believer in that. And the fact that I make apps for a living, probably that's, I should probably get over this idea, but I still have to stick to my guns of just like, no, we don't need another app. Mm -hmm. And there has to be a really good reason for there to be something new in this medium. But you changed my mind after a while. It was a while. It was yeah. literally like four conversations that lasted. <laughs> and Sean and I can't talk for just 30 minutes. <laughs> I actually, like recently we were on the phone. I was like, I think we were on the phone for like an hour and a half. It was pretty <laughs> crazy. Um, but I did change your mind. And one of the reasons that I adore working with you is because of the mindset. The world doesn't need another app. And if we're going to create technology, it needs to be for good. It needs to be humane technology. Mm -hmm. And I really love that perspective because especially as the mom of a little girl who's growing up in a generation that will never know a time before technology, mm -hmm. and we're so reliant on it, yet at the same time we're worried about how it affects our mental health, you are in that world. So I was hoping that you could kind of share with me what your motivation is and how your past experiences in tech have gotten you to this place where you're like, I want it to be important mm -hmm. and and what you feel when you're when you're looking at a project. I think a lot of it comes from my own personal journey of just sort of getting to know myself better and um, approaching myself from the sort of analytical point of view. And I, you know, track myself on all sorts of spreadsheets and things like that. And sort of like it works for me. Um, and there are tools that I've developed that are I find very helpful for myself, um, but not seeing a way to share that. And so sort of there are there's a combination of uh, my own personal Google Docs and things like that that I think are fantastic. And I started to make a sort of wish list like, OK, well, clearly, if this was in my pocket, it would be better than having to sit down and write into a Google Doc and things like that. So I started to develop my own personal tools and what I think is the best way to approach my day-to-day -day life. And when you started to describe the kind of things that you think that people should be having more mindfulness and more um, intention and turning down the noise, that was very appealing to me. And, you know, when I used to fire back to you, it's like, well, what if it was a conference? Mm -hmm. You know, just go on Udemy, make this a Udemy course. And I was trying to pitch you all sorts of other media that I would not be involved with. <laughs> I of, got you. Yeah, it was just sort of like, do this, do this. And your response to each one of those is like, yeah, I looked into it. And Udemy doesn't work for this reason. Like, well, what if you just made a podcast? Like, yeah, I got that. But now we need to go to the next level. And so the fact that you had these highly researched answers, which I would later learn is very much you. Mm -hmm. um, you don't do anything without thinking about it. And when you set your mind on something, it's because that is the thing that it should be. And my little laundry list of what I thought would make an amazing app, you started to augment that with your own things um, where it, it it just became this magical thing that's like, you know what, I want that in my pocket and I want my brother to have that and mm -hmm. I want, you know, everyone to have this. So, okay, let's go to the next step. Let's, what theoretically would this look like? And every step of the way, even till like today, is sort of like, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly what I would want. And so it's been magical. I love it. We were in the studio shooting content today, taping content. And Sean, you hang out behind a computer screen, you're coding, you're in yeah. your nerd heaven. Yes. Right. Yes. And today yes. I brought him into my content world yes. where yes. we got to create and um, had someone in the studio creating. And I think it was a, a cool experience, right? Like, I, I think that's 
whenever you can bring two different type of mindsets together to create something, I think it's really special. Yeah. You talked about your brother. Your brother's a minor, right? Yes. And yeah. do you worry about his the influence of social media and technology on him? Because you've mentioned him to me several times, and yeah. I feel like you're very like you sometimes try to see the world through his eyes. I you can't help it. Um, he worries about social media's impact on his life. And I think to hear that from someone so young is very concerning. He's 20 years younger than me. So he's definitely, he's always had social media. This has always been a thing in his world. But to hear that from someone and being concerned about, you know, how much this is a part of his life. And he's not like a super social media, you know, savvy person. Right. Or, or he's he's not this is not he's a very talented person in his own ways he's he doesn't come across to me as the kind of person who would need to maintain a social media presence he's not that guy at all mm -hmm. but to hear him express concerns about that which are completely in parallel to the horror stories that we've been imagining for all these years of okay if we create this platform where our Every thought is now up for discussion and our every uh, movement is now part of a larger conversation. It's just sort of like, what does that do? And we, I mean, I've been doing this for, for 20 years. So it was a theoretical a while back. Like, what if we got people super addicted to what we're making? And that was like, ha, 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 yeah. Now it's a thing. Yeah. It's very much a concern of how addicted people are, how much of a part of um, people's lives is social media. And it's it's now time to start taking responsibility for this and say, OK, if we have the power to make people addicted to something um, sort of a little too easily, um, why not get them addicted to bettering themselves? Yeah. Why not get them addicted to... Just being content. What if that was the the urge that you had to do on a daily basis? And that question has been in my mind a lot. And so this app and this project, I, I, I hesitate to call it an app. And I am always saying to you, it's more than an app. Yeah. Um, but this whole this whole vision, this whole direction of let's get people more in touch with themselves and using technology as a tool to me is the ultimate. Um, it's a fantastic answer to the to the what's going on. Yeah. No. And I think as we've been talking through it and developing it it's like let's not make it flashy let's not make it let's make it feel like consciousness yeah let's invite them back to themselves through it and you have done a beautiful job of creating this gorgeous space oh, thank you. where I, I i think i gasped the first time i saw the first <laughs> screen and you're like is that a good gasp or a bad gasp like what what's going on over here and i appreciate that because i know that your own mindset is behind it, right? You're not just building it for a guest. You're right. building it for yourself and what you'd want for the people you love, mm -hmm. like the experience that you'd want them to have. And I think that that's so important. And you talked about 20 years ago, people were thinking, wouldn't it be fun if we addicted people, mm -hmm. right? And now it's a very, it's a, it's a reality. Oh, yeah. And you see all of these engineers and technologists almost kind of apologizing yeah. for what they've created do we are we able to make amends are they able to fix mm. it are we at a place where it can be corrected you've got all of these guys talking about like yeah i've built this but my kids aren't allowed to have a phone or use social yeah. media i have not what, yeah. met one engineer that has an active social media presence right 
And I'm, I'm curious, like, are we too far gone? That's a fantastic question. I myself have decided that I want to dial back. Mm -hmm. My home is very low tech because when I go to work, it's this digital wonderland. And I think that part of that is being able to appreciate this wonder for what it is. But I think that that being belongs in a place mm -hmm. like I'll go to the zoo to observe the animals, but I don't need the gorilla living in my home. And so for me, I think distance gives me an appreciation for it. But also I've seen what immersion in that world can do, and it's just so unhealthy. I mean, we all will reach to our phone out of habit. Yeah. And that's okay. But now that like we have become so disconnected with conversations with one another, having a truly mindful conversation where two people are truly connected, and if the other person's phone buzzes, not breaking eye contact is an amazing moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we're at the point where we need to take responsibility for how in this moment are we? And while I would love to think that the departments that are dedicated to making products addictive are going to take control of this, I think it's our own responsibility to become um, more responsible for how we treat technology. Is it a tool mm -hmm. or is it an immersion? Mm -hmm. But the great opportunity here is that we are doing both. We are taking responsibility by creating something that will guide that idea of we're taking this tool, treating it as a tool to better ourselves. Yeah. It's so funny as you were talking because like I, my own relationship with my phone, I, as we're speaking, I can feel I have a knot in the web of my hand mm. from scrolling. Sure. Right. And I know I preach mindfulness. I talk about how important it is to have a phone free morning. Right. Yet you're constantly you're aware of the fact not only that you're accessible, but you you worry that like if my phone rings or I get a text message, is it my daughter's school? Mm -hmm. Right. Like, is it is it is it you're constantly worrying about the world outside of you? And we were talking about this the other day at an event. Like, do you remember you used to have to like drive to a friend's house and leave a note on their door if they sure. weren't home and be like, will you call me? Sure. And sometimes you'd leave a time. Right. Right. And right. you'd go home and you have a phone with a cord right. and you'd expect their call. And I don't remember. I remember the day my company gave me a BlackBerry. That was like the catalyst to my first anxiety attack. Sure. Because I remember the light would shine on the BlackBerry and I would know that there was an email and I would immediately start to be panicked because that meant that there was a client that was upset. There was some type of accessibility. Oh, yeah. So we're constantly plugged in. And even though we try to make the conscious effort, we are completely addicted to connection. Yeah. And, and, and just going back to the phone, I mean, just think about just, just the phone for a moment. When's the last time you sat... Actually, maybe maybe you and I are the wrong person to ask this question. But when's the last time you sat there and had a conversation for, you know, like a few hours on the phone? That doesn't happen anymore. It's like, hey, what are you doing? Want to do this thing? Yeah. By the way, I saw that you did that thing on um, the social media network. Great. Like, it's these little, like... Truncated experiences. Yeah, which yeah. are appalling when you think about the kind of one-on-one -on -one time that you used to have. Remember, like telling someone like, okay, I'm going to continue this conversation. I'm going to go grab something to eat. I'm going to eat while we're talking because that's how long the conversations were. Yeah. And even at that point, you are still connecting. But I think it's at the point where it's we're down to like a few characters, you know, typing to interact with someone. And that is not a replacement for the sort of relationships that 
we as a species are sort of built on. Mm, I love that. I was reading something the other day about how there was a village where they gave all the women washing machines. They had mm. been washing in the river mm. and they became more depressed as a culture, as a community, wow. I should say, because they were no longer having that kind of tribe. Men, like we're coming mm. together as a group of women. We're washing our clothes. We're dealing with the happenings of our community. We're talking about parenting. Right. We're, we're our village. Right. And then all of a sudden we bring them technology. We bring them support right. and they're like now I'm sad because I've lost that connection. So we we crave connectivity, human yeah. connection. But I worry about like I go back and forth because I look at my daughter and I worry because she's so addicted to her iPad. She becomes a complete and total zombie. So we've yeah. had to create like periods of time like you can play this game for this amount of time per day. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all you get. But at the same time, I remember listening to a panel in LA at the Gina Davis Institute on Gender and Media. And there was a girl there from the show Blackish, and she was like, I am Gen Z, and I know more about what's going on in other parts of the world, and I'm more prepared to vote at 18 than you are. So we could look at technology Mm -hmm. and access to information as having this really kind of beautiful continuum. Like it can be really wonderful and provide a global perspective as long as you manage it. Yeah, it's all about balance, right? As with anything, it's all about balance. And I think that knowing what's happening on the other part of the world and being able to contribute that, like you can instantly build a house at the click of a button Mm -hmm. now for someone to need. That's fantastic. But it's is that getting in the way of having lunch with your grandmother, right? It's sort of like, okay, let's measure all the things, all the areas of responsibility of my life and make sure that this team that made me want to crave this like or this heart or whatever is not getting in the way of the things that are truly important. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. There's there's an opportunity. It's, It's just, what do we do with that opportunity? Today Gold is brought to you by Live Media and the Live app, available on the Apple App Store Christmas Day. We believe that a healthy you today leads to a healthier world tomorrow. To that end, we have created accountability features and a platform of curated coaches and thought leaders in a wide variety of areas, all to bring each person to their best self as a whole and healthy individual. We do this through time-proven tools that offer personal accountability, measurable growth, a support system, and community. At all times, live guests have access to an accountability coach or to our network of coaches through email submission. Whether you simply want to goal set with a little support or have a coach provide you a monthly plan, we've got you. The team at Live has worked so hard to provide you something special. And since we love giving gifts and self-development is our thing, what better time to offer a gift to build out your 2020 vision than now? For a limited time, all guests who download the app will receive full VIP access for 30 days. That means goal setting, talks, challenges, and a one-on-one conversation with a Live Method coach to start your new year off right. You can sign up at loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP. This offer won't last, so sign up now, and happy holidays from the Live Fam to you. Or this heart or whatever is not getting in the way of the things that are truly important. Mm, I like that. I like that a lot. There's, a, there's an opportunity. It's, it's just, what do we do with that opportunity? Yeah, and I think it's really, it's an interesting conversation to have, especially, so what we're building is like the idea that there's humane technology, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's technology that guides you back to yourself and provides you with accountability. And our idea is that it becomes 3D, like there's live events so that you can then right. work with people who are like-minded to work towards common goals, which are all about bettering yourself. 
and fixing your ripple, being more conscious. Um, so it's kind of funny. It's like I, I love the idea of using technology for the purpose of creating more awareness. And I don't think technology itself is a bad thing. I think the addictive behavior and our our need for gratification and like I'll catch myself at times this is a self-awareness thing for me. If I'm scrolling and I'm constantly checking Instagram and all that stuff, I'm like, what am I looking for? Yeah. What the hell am I looking for? I clearly yeah. have something going on in my mind or that I'm working through and I'm looking for an answer. Yep. I've learned that about myself. Like I'm in here because I'm either avoiding something that's hard or yeah. I'm looking for the answer to something that I can't Google. Yeah. It's in that the infinite scroll is actually that has become a point of conversation about sort of one of the easy fixes in the world of technology. Um, the idea that you can just never, that infinite scroll mm -hmm. of next, 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 whether it's um, Instagram or Reddit or whatever it is, just sort of like, if you didn't get what you were looking for in the first five scrolls, you're not going to find it after the 30th. And when you take a look at some of the positive things that have come out of technology, like um, if you have an iPhone screen time, mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, how much time did I spend scrolling on Instagram? And I, Instagram's great. I'm 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 big fan of what Instagram um, provides as far as a connection to friends and just you know inspiration from around the world. Mm -hmm. But if you find yourself infinitely seeking, now let's. Not even talk about apps for a second, right? Mm -hmm. Just in life. If you find yourself constantly seeking something and sharing things for the sole purpose of being liked, mm. this is not necessarily a good place to be. And so a lot of technology companies have stepped in and stopped that infinite scroll. So I applaud Instagram for releasing a while back the you're all caught up. Yeah, I thought that was brilliant. And it was sort of everything that's happened in the last, I think, 24 or 48 hours. You saw everything. Now go step away yeah. and do something. What do you think about them testing out the idea of hiding likes? Mm -hmm. What do you think about it? It's a step in the right direction. But I don't think it's like any, any step in the right direction is a positive thing. Mm -hmm. But we all are still going to see our own likes, mm -hmm. right? And I think that the the competition with your neighbor to see whose dog got the more likes, that's one slice of the issue. But the other slice is, you know what? I posted this thing and only half as many people liked my, uh, my taco picture from today as opposed <laughs> to last week. What am I doing wrong as a person? Um, I know that sounds exaggerated, but I think if we are really honest with ourselves, we start to ask ourselves those sorts of questions. Yeah. And I think that for us as it's not even like a community or a nation, it's like as a species, the fact that we're all craving this craving this validation mm -hmm. on a minute by minute basis or let's just be realistic day by day um, basis. If we are seeking other people's validation all the time. That's just recipe for bad. Yeah. And instead, if we are seeking our own validation, if we are seeking the best version of ourselves, and if we have some sort of measuring stick for our own happiness and self-awareness and uh, all that, I think that that is a really good direction to go in. Yeah, no, I think it's really beautiful. And I think it's that self-awareness that we all have to get to, right? Like I recognize when I'm doing the infinite scroll or when my 
thumb starts to hurt. Yeah. Or when I, I recognize I do this too, I will check my stats, meaning um, how many times my podcast has been downloaded or sure. if my book is selling right now. Sure. And that will drive me crazy. Sure. Because why does it matter? Or right. if I got a new review, and as you know, I recently got a bad review and it was <laughs> terrible. Um, but it's 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 that constantly, am I doing a good job? Yeah. Do people like me? Do they want my stuff? Am I resonating? And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. I think the the, the key question there was, do people like me? Mm-hmm. And I think it's literally likes. And that's what's disturbing to me is that a normal part of our daily question to ourselves is, do people like me? Do people like what I ate today? Do people like my child? Because I posted a picture of a child. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that there's a total reason for sharing pictures of children in our life and just to be able to share with the people that we love. There's absolutely no problem with that. But when the question starts to become, do people like it, though, who cares? Yeah. Just step away and focus on if you want to know if people if you're if you're concerned about um, sharing or something like that, if you're concerned about what people think. Go out to lunch. Yeah. And say, how are you doing? How did you see that thing? What do you think about that? If you want to create that conversation, do it that way. And I think that a a 20-minute, really intense conversation over lunch can provide so much more fulfillment than, you know, a bunch of likes. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I want to pivot because I have a question now. Yeah, you. sure. So Sean worked for Disney and you worked on Pixie Hollow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, okay, so they're obviously a huge Pixie Hollow team. Um I was I was a very small part of um I, I worked on sort of the gateway into it. Um there's a huge talented team on that. I, I was a very small piece of it. I love it because so you came to Vegas one day to to visit. Um we were doing a preview of the app and he gets in the car and in the door is like a one of the Disney movies, the fairy. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was. One of the fairies movies. Yeah. yeah. It was in the door because Olivia watches them in the backseat yeah. of the car. And he's like, oh, my God. I had no idea, right, that yeah. you were and the conversations that you had about, like, what would a fairy wear? What would a fairy? And I was just so fascinated by the yeah. creativity uh-huh. that sometimes, like, those of us that came from corporate can't even imagine the conversations that you get to have. Sure. I would love like a little insight into that experience for you. So Pixie Hollow and Tinkerbell um, are are special in my heart because, like I said, um, I was one person on there were a lot of people working on that. But one of the reasons why it's so special to me is that my first days at Disney, that was the project that was in full swing. And so my first conversations at Disney, a lot of them were around that, like this character, um, like Tinkerbell, like it's not if Tinkerbell was real. It's like so Tink would never do this, and <laughs> and, and by the way, like Mickey would um, would never feed Pluto because that's his best friend. It's not his dog. This is his best friend. And so the fact that these are just sort of brought up as facts, and there's a mm-hmm. literally a team um, that is dedicated to saying nope, can't do that because that would just never happen. It's a literally fantastic opportunity to be exploring those worlds. But what's interesting about this, actually, I don't talk about this a lot. I'm not a big fan of fantasy. Like, I, I'm not, um, and I probably lose friends over this, but <laughs> Lord of the Rings, it's just, it doesn't click 
um, with me. But when you base something in a a sort of a reality, like, no, this is a place that exists. Mm -hmm. And within this world, there are these certain rules. And that's where I really um, it's 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 a it's a fascinating world to get immersed in. And more than anything, to be able to take a look at a cohesive experience what was on you know disneyfairies.com is connected to pixie hollow in this way which is connected to this um, experience in the park which is connected to this and we all know that this is the way that a guest should be treated mm -hmm. it's a, it's a fantastic way to explore sort of a cohesive entertainment experience seems a little bit forced but there's this cohesive experience where um, when your daughter goes from watching the film to going to the park to talk to Tinkerbell, there is this overarching sort of feeling that we want to create for people. And so f to be in that profession yeah. um, was a great rewiring. And I, it was beyond any conversations that you could imagine about how the detail at which a experience is constructed. It went beyond my um, what I ever imagined. I love that because well, I, I love that you kind of bring that over to live because you're like it's the guest capital G. Yeah. What is their experience? What do they feel? And you can see that in all of the intricate work and all of these like I'm looking at the millimeter of a drop shadow over this over that, yeah, yeah, and making yeah. sure that this experience is like really beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it was funny because I think you were sharing with me there's like a princess school. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's princess training. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, there's princess training where, um, yeah, there's a reason why. Um, Snow White in Disney World acts the same as Snow White in um, Tokyo Disney to and 20 years ago to now. Mm -hmm. It's it's the same person. Mm -hmm. It's just we just need to learn how to be Embody that person. Embody that person. So yeah, yeah, we had we there was princess training. Um, there was um, yeah, the, you can go in the park and have a conversation as part of immersing in this world to go and sit and talk to Snow White and how would she answer this question? Yeah, and yeah. I love it. So Olivia is like, she was huge into the princesses for a sure. while. And we would go to the parks and she was two and three and she will wait in a two hour line to meet her favorite character sure. and not complain and not say a word. Right. And she'll get to the front of the line. She walked up to Cinderella and she's like, can I see your shoes? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, I hope that they're in character all the way through. Right. Of and course. she lifted her dress and it was like, of course, they're magical. Yep. You know, and yep. Olivia's like, OK, these are mine. She had little Nikes on. <laughs> And she like waited for like forever for Minnie Mouse and like she literally wore her Minnie Mouse backpack and had the Minnie Mouse pin and she just stood in line like a little soldier and she had such great experiences. And then the funny, this is really funny, when she met Mickey, it took a long time to get to, to Mickey. And you have to walk through this room that's a bunch of film reels mm -hmm. on the wall. Mm -hmm. And she didn't know what they were. Mm -hmm. She thought they were quarters. Mm -hmm. And so when we get to Mickey, she looks at him and she goes, Mickey, you've got a lot of money. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. But the photographer like had such a great time. But I, I, I love I love the experience and the magic that it provides a child and the gift of imagination and being in this place. And even as adults, like we all go and enjoy Disney. So I love that you've had that perspective and when we're talking about what we're doing, I'm like, oh, I love that we've got this influence, you know? It rewired my brain to, I mean, I've always been interested in entertaining people, not being um, the entertainer, but I was, when I was a kid, I was always putting on a show. Mm -hmm. Like the neighbor kids are going to get together. I'm going to direct them and then I'll just be watching off stage, like, you know, in the 
on the porch um, <laughs> while the show is being created. And so I've always been very interested in that and the mechanics behind an experience. Mm. Um, Disney does that to a insane level. And um, yeah, no, it was it was an amazing training and very grateful for that. It has continued to uh, manifest itself in everything I create since. So like, I yeah, I still slip up and, you know, call um, people uh, guests instead of users just because they are it's like they're giving yeah. us a portion of their day what are we going to do with that gift yeah. of a portion of someone's day oh no so it's totally like influenced because now i'm 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 sending emails to our attorney yeah, right, <laughs> with right. guests with a yeah. capital g and capital i'm like g. let's just make this the culture yeah. that this is how we feel about them and i love that i yeah. think it's amazing um what what brought you to technology i mean i've known i know that you've done this for a long time were you coding when you were like six coding didn't exist when i was actually no that's that's not true it did exist um i would have i was not um but i was always taking apart everything in the house mm. so um i always had my box of robot parts <laughs> um so that would come from taking apart a phone or taking apart a um an alarm clock um, not always being able to put it back together. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like, okay, cool. So I've got a light here and I've got a motor there. And if I connect this battery to this light, that's the beginnings of a robot, right? And so I was always fascinated with the the building of things and how things work. But then I actually got into, I was very interested in film. Mm -hmm. And so I was... Um, I was running around at four years old with a little video camera, making little movies and things like that. But these seemed like two very different things at the time. But as I was even like playing Mario as a kid, I was horrible at Mario, but I used to look at it like, okay, if this was a theme park, what would that theme park be like? Um, could we have people jump on mushrooms? Like what logistically, like what would that be like? And so these sort of very different interests of mine later on as bandwidth caught up with sort of the dreams that we were all having, you sort of had to learn some technology in order to execute an interactive entertainment experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think that was always my goal. And so it just got to the point where I was doing, you know, film and graphic design and things like that. Well, you can make a graphic design, but what if you clicked it? Yeah. But if you click that part, what would happen? And so it was just sort of out of necessity that I got into the technology and the engineering behind making interactive experiences. I love it because I, one of the things I appreciate about you is that you give me the opportunity to have blue sky. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we, we'll have a conversation. And you're like, blue sky, sky's the limit. And then I'm like, Rah! I want to mm -hmm. do all these things. Mm -hmm. And then you make it breathe. Right. Oh, thank you. And I'm like, here you go. Oh, <laughs> Here's all my word vomit and all of the stuff in the sky. And um, you get to make it breathe and in such a fantastic and beautiful way. Like I'm oh, thank so you. beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I'm so pleased with it. Like the, every time we look at a new version of it, I'm like, yes. <laughs> thank you. So happy. And by the way, that comes from a partnership on your end also where I've definitely been in situations where I, by the way, years is not word vomit. It's a, it's a word bouquet. <laughs> a bouquet. Um, oh, I like that. I'm going to use that more often. <laughs> um, but I've definitely been in situations where maybe it wasn't a bouquet. And there's uh, it's tasked on um, someone like my end to piece together like, what? Yeah. But when you present it, you have a very clear creative direction on here's where we're going. Here are my ideas sort of around that. It's not schizophrenic. It's mm -hmm. not all over the place. It's very... 
this is exactly where I see it. Um, so, yeah, but blue sky is very important to circle mm -hmm. back. Blue sky is very important because just don't think about how for a minute. I'll, yeah. I will obsess over the how for a while. But first, let's just think about what and why. And again, if we had to orchestrate an experience, just close your eyes and describe what an experience would look like. And maybe this is not going to be a feature in the app. Maybe this is just something that we do at mm -hmm. a conference or we put in a book somewhere. Maybe that's the best medium for this. And I think that having those blue sky conversations where we don't think about it in a specific way, we don't think about it in a box, um, just opens up to great possibilities. I love that. I think that's such like a, a metaphor for life, right? I mean, it's True. like blue sky and then you figure it out later, right. right? You have to get into that dream space. You have to play within your daydreams yep. in order to, to kind of give yourself the possibility. And inevitably, mm -hmm. it lands somewhere. Right. And the directions and the design, and I'm saying this as I'm thinking about the fact that I've been stressing over a couple of things mm -hmm. on scalability, and you're like, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, be, we'll, get, the, we'll get there. So yeah. I can say the words, but sometimes actually living them is a little bit harder. Yeah. But also, really quickly with that, it can also land in nope. Yeah. That's a totally acceptable bucket for something to land in. Throw it out there. But at least we felt like we explored it and decided that this is not something that should exist. Yeah. And I think at that point, that leads our brain to sort of just be generating more and more, knowing that it's safe to throw out bad ideas also. Yeah. No, I love that. Not being attached, right? right. Exactly. Not being attached to anything. And I think for me, having a no mm -hmm. pile actually gives me some freedom. Oh, yeah. Right? Because then you're like, okay, that's done. Right. On to the next. Now I've opened up space for the next idea to come for the next iteration or Absolutely. what have you. I actually love the quick no's. Yeah. Those make me, I'm like, okay, good. I've got direction. Or yes, if. Yes, yeah. And yeah. when. Right. 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 <laughs> yes, when. Sometimes yeah. the when comes with dollar signs yeah. behind Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So my question for you. Looking back at younger Sean. Yes. This imaginative kid that was taking things apart. If right. you had to give him any advice, what would you tell your younger self? Keep it up. No, I love it. Like just make more, collect more robot parts. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I would say, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. And I think that um, being immersed with, you know, people that are really supportive of that is really important. I was really lucky to always have that. So, yeah, yeah, just keep digging. For sure. I love that. If you were to be leaving this earth behind and you wanted to leave behind some gold nuggets of wisdom or inspiration, what would you say? I got nothing there. <gasps> what? No, I have no wisdom. Um, no, I would say <laughs> same thing. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like as long as going back to sort of what is your purpose? What is your goal? What makes you happy? As long as that goal and purpose is making other people happy at the same time, why not just keep going at it? And I think that if we are all sort of seeing ourselves in our own, you know, private theme park where we're just making all the guests in our world happy, mm -hmm. I think just, yeah, go at it. Yeah. I love that. Being aware of, of what lights you up yeah. as long as you're not doing harm to other. Yeah. And creating from a place of purpose, I think is so important. Yeah. Being able to contribute. And being cognizant of that, too. Uh, paying attention to what makes you happy mm -hmm. and making sure that you are truly making yourself and others happy. And I think checking in with that to make sure that you are fulfilling that role. We're all sort of in this together and to be making sure 
that you are a, a good player in all that. Super, super important. I love it. Thank you for hosting me. Thank you for hosting me. I love it. It's yeah, like so you. fantastic to to be in San Diego with you. And um, I appreciate you sharing your gold. And I cannot wait to share with our listeners what we've got cooking. Can't wait. Thank Hello. you so much. Of course. Thank you for listening today. I loved this conversation because I love this human being. It has been a great honor to create with him. With that said, Live launches tomorrow. Go to loveisviral.com now to sign up for my Christmas gift to you, a 30-day Live VIP experience. We'll push it to you after you've opened your presents and eaten all the carbs. However you celebrate, have an amazing holiday and know I hold you in my thoughts. Happy holidays. As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. Don't forget we have a special VIP experience at loveisviral.com. And until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.